0: Open your eyes. Wake
1: up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays.
0: I'm James J. Miles.
1: And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Jass, what did we do last week?
2: Uh, Last week we left off at the Tabantha
1: Hills, uh, Dragon Tear and jay where are we heading today
0: well this time we're going to continue our journey down the road i'm sure there'll be a few caves for us to find with our ultimate goal of being heading towards retail village uh still the destination however we'll probably end up stopping in at the lucky clover gazette along the way Mm. um so before we get there we probably should Mentioned. we did speak about this a little bit last time but um we we're a bit more i suppose loose with our structure last time with uh chatting about the Taban fields as we went through um but the Brightcap cave that we spoke about we should probably start there right
1: no we didn't talk about bright cap cave
0: last did time. did we not i'm sure we mentioned we talked about the quest the <laughs> i quest. think we're just getting
2: confused like over the like there was a similar quest that's what it was
1: yeah, right. we talked about Mount Drena Foothill Cave, which also ah. had a quest to clear out a monster base. <laughs> right,
0: right. This, so the, the, there's another cave. They're, they're, these caves are very similar. They're very... You get a lot of these caves in the game, right, where you've got, like, a basic quest. of guide you into the cave, but often you the last rare resource you might not even find in the cave, right? Hmm. So these... I think it's two sisters are looking for bright cap potions, which they guide you towards the appropriately named bright cap cave which we didn't speak about and i thought we did (laughs) so (laughs) um i've definitely not done this cave i don't remember this quest i don't remember this cave i've missed probably the the big find within this cave as well which is a piece of armor but um Mm. do, do you guys remember anything about this cave?
1: I remember getting that piece of armor, for sure. Um, the... What's the actual name of it? Frostbite Shirt. Yeah, the Frostbite Shirt. Um, It's pretty famous online, because this is... It's very... (laughs) Feminine. (laughs) Yes. It's got a big open back, shoulders revealed... Little skirt piece hanging down at the front and back. Uh, it's very cool. Like fashionable? Question <laughs> <Fashionable>. mark. <laughs> <So, laughs> interesting. That was going to
0: come up. Looking at pictures of it because it actually has a description. <laughs> not like, we're not getting into like Dark Souls level and kachang. There's the there's the first mention. We're not getting into Souls level mention of like Lord in the descriptions, but it does say um, used in ancient rituals. This item's cold-absorbing cloth produces frost in low-temperature environments, um, and it has quite a lot of um, Zona um, like symb- symbology on it. There, it's got the uh, the kind of Sort of like the owl emblem that a lot of the Zona seem to have mm. on them there. Mm. Um when, you, when we spoke about it last time the kind of dress that um, that Rauru and and Sonya I suppose as well were wearing, it, it does evoke a lot of that. But albeit, you know, a more softer colour for a colder climate. Although now that I think about it, it's, it's got an open back and it's meant to be used in. <laughs> Cold cold
1: areas. (laughs) Well it doesn't it doesn't provide any um Yeah it's cold weather attack, right? Cold Ah, yeah, it doesn't actually provide any warmth.
0: So the idea behind this then is you would um you would have this on but like a really, really, really thick pair of trousers. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so that's literally what I would do is have this on and then the um, the warmth trousers and the warmth Mm -hmm. hat. Well, not had the little circle, whatever it is.
2: Yeah, I've missed, I missed this cave, so I'm just like looking at like the the shot, like now, like on Google, and it's kind of funny. Like if you know, like Link's got like the tattoo on his arm, like that's been like with the gauntlet. It's kind of mm-hmm. surprising mm-hmm. they never gave him like a, a back tattoo since they've made it like the the revealing cut in the back of the shot. <laughs> oh, a little or just,
1: like, stamp, the stamp at the bottom, hawk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, So I'm looking at pictures of um, Maya ceremonial dress and Aztec ceremonial dress Mm -hmm. Um, and none of it quite matches up with this but there is a lot of Maya stuff that has that sort of that long part that hangs down at the front Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and all the the, sort of the jewellery and stuff is very similar and I think I mentioned it briefly last week a lot of the... um, Zonai imagery is based on Maya and Aztec. Mm. Um, which, especially like the big dragon statues and stuff.
0: Which comes through here for sure, yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, I, I, I remember purchasing or finding the the rest of the Frostbite set, but never found this, so now I know where to go. Well, I've only found this, so... <laughs> <I do. laughs> yeah. go. like, like,
1: I've got none of it! <laughs> so,
2: if there's an armor set... Like, I
1: want, like, I could go on for that, at least One Piece. Mm. But yeah, it's good to have a... The One Piece is real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I quite like
0: about this game, I don't know if we spoke about this on an earlier episode, but, like, before all the armor pieces were squirreled away in the shrines, right? So now, mm. with the caves being a thing... um it's a nice little bonus i think when you go into a cave and you're just expecting maybe a monster cave and then you'll start to see the um like the flags that are used that that, that kind of indicate that misco the 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 bandit yeah, yeah, yeah. had used this at one point um like it's
2: basically nice... arrows pointing you in the right direction yeah
0: exactly exactly but uh yeah nice little treat but uh, supposedly the quest that this cave guides you into um, is part of like a quest line. Um, the, later, the, these two... So the, Ah, okay, here we go. So later, these two NPCs go back to Mount Drenna Football Hill Cave, which we spoke about last episode, yeah. and actually to clear it out. So you have to do this one first before they move up right. to Mount Drenna. The, this uh,
1: one, they're just asking for some mushrooms. That's it. And uh, yes. there happen to be monsters in there. That's but a, the later uh, one they specifically ask you to get rid of the monsters. That's the Because one. the monsters have moved into their camp.
0: And then there's a third quest later where I think they're um I think they ask you to find a hot spring or something like that. Maybe we'll cover that later. But yeah, it's uh it's an actual side quest series of sort, which is a bit of a rarity in this game, I think. I'm not I don't remember many of them beyond the side adventures. Mm-hmm. Many of them have yeah. a, like, continuous storylines, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. They're just like one and done, aren't they? Like, yeah. Or don't have much of a reward, whereas like this one here, even though it's a side quest, you're, it's pointing you in a cave where there is a reward. Not mm-hmm. directly from the quest, but just if you're curious enough to search about. That's it.
1: But other than that, we're mostly just trundling along a, a snowy path. There's, yeah. you know, there's a little ruined house with some monsters, and there's a little, what would you call them? Um, a little camp of.
2: Just where that house is for like
1: the. Just to the right of the path, uh, yeah. there's a. It's right next to the um the tier.
0: Ah, uh, mm. yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got some monsters in it, and then is, across. Yeah. Across the road from that, there's a little camp of constructs as well. Ah uh, okay. They're kind of close together, but not quite close together enough that it's easy to make them fight.
0: Mm. Which is always fun when you create those turf wars, right? Always
1: good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, old was gonna Halo. Me- I was going to mention um, that
0: if you ascend out of the Brightcap Cave, which let's be honest, you're probably going to, um, you might stumble upon there's a shrine like atop the hill that the cave is sort of mm. based under, um, which is called the Orumawak Shrine. Also known as a launching device, um, which I'm having a look at now to see if I remember. And I think I do. Um,
1: while you. Before we talk about that, though, yes. On you go. there's also the house, um, which is not an abandoned ruin, it's actually got some people living in it. Uh, they won't open the door until you kill the monsters.
2: Yeah, that's what I was wondering about before. Like, if. Yeah, and saw I saw a few of these like, awesome right...
1: houses dotted about
2: and I just wasn't sure if it was in this area or not. Oh,
0: Right so... on the
1: edge of the cliff there's a house with a couple in it. Um, They will unlock the door if you kill the monsters waiting outside.
0: so is another quest Sorry, You can actually go around like, the back of the
2: house and like there's a little spy hole to see like, that there's people in it.
1: Yeah, they're... all they'll give you is like, you know, an elixir or something. It's not like a, a major
0: so... quest. I'm having a read of it here on the on the wiki. Uh, so the quest is called Open the Door, um, apparently. That's the name of it in your side quest list. Um, mm. So these two NPCs, they give you an elixir, a spicy elixir, which is naturally useful in the area. But they'll also ask about shield surfing. And they'll say they're looking for a legendary shield surfer in the area. And uh, they'll, uh, they'll give you a shield to practice shield mm. surfing. Uh, the shield surfer they're referring to is um, a character from Breath of the Wild uh, who was called Selmy, who had like a shield surfing course. In that yeah, yeah, I
1: remember I remember the Breath of the Wild one. I haven't, mm-hmm. I don't think I found her in this.
0: Uh, maybe we'll speak about her at some point, who knows. But uh, yeah, she's called, uh, she's also known as, I didn't realise this, the Duchess of Downhill. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. And then another you eShop it, game Jay.
2: that Nintendo can make. What was that? Saying there's another eShop game Nintendo can make. Just <laughs> Down-
0: I was thinking it sounds like a a really crappy like wrestler's nickname. Like you know how you get like Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin and be known as the Texas Rattlesnake.
1: <laughs> the Dutchess <laughs> of To me, downhill. it sounds like it sounds like the one token female character in like a Tony Hawk's game. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned it, Jay. There's the Tabantha Foothills Cave as well.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything in there of note worth talking about. The but main, the, the, the main
1: path. ring, the main thing that's interesting about this one is it's got lots of big chunks of ice, um, oh, okay. which means that climbing up through the cave you have to go uh, a slightly more circuitous route than you would otherwise. See. But then beyond that, it's just a few horror blins, some know, monsters, some treasures. Yeah, nothing. Sweet. Nothing
0: to get too excited about. No, but what we should get excited about is launching rockets at a shrine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've had a look at this here, and I do remember this shrine. So the, the kind of object of this is basic. It's basically just a chance to play with rockets. <laughs> um. But you 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 put you put rockets on a like a minecart, um, and shoot it off a rail. For it to hit a target which will open a door and then i think eventually you have to ride in the mine cart and jump off and paraglide so mm. it's just a chance to play about with some rockets which are i don't think i'm wrong in saying probably yeah i'll say it the most fun zone I device
1: rockets are fun when you have a, a situation like this where they're useful mm. i didn't find myself actually f- having that much use for rockets oh man out and about because have... they're just good for like it... if you want to get like up up to a high area quickly
0: Th- this is what yeah, they, we spoke ru- about they don't time. go on i was gonna say we spoke about last time missing Rivali's gale mm. this is Ravalli's gale if you stick mm. this is onto to it... one of those zonai shields it give you more power out of a zonai device oh
2: uh-huh. See for they're me, they like, just good on any shield, really. <laughs> like obviously,
0: Zoni will will be better. Get more bang for your bucket from yeah. yeah. But you didn't find, I that find
1: no. I, I usually find myself using a balloon if I want to go up high. Because I just don't get much. I don't get much distance out of a rocket. I go fast, but then it runs oh. out. I would generally. I would just generally combo. If it I really want to it, get like, up high, I prefer a balloon. If I'm trying to
2: like, up a cliff, like I would just like, yeah. I would rocket jump and then just attach to the highest point of the cliff that i go and then climb the rest of the way.
0: That's it. I would, I would try and find, um, like, you know, on a cliffside, you'd get little outlets where you can get a bit of chance to recover stamina. I would try and see if I could get to that with the rocket jump and then spawn another rocket, attach it to my shield and continue up the, the, the cliff that way. But I will admit, they become less useful as you get more stamina um, and, mm. you know, you don't have to... Worry about conserving it and on, on your climb up, but um, oh yeah, just having chains of rockets to fly up and get high—brilliant, love them.
2: okay kind of useful as well for like those floating platforms that you get in the Sky Islands.
0: Mhm, mhm, definitely like, just
2: to move those about like so... really quickly or high up.
1: It's the easiest way to do it. You say chains of rockets, Jay. How do you chain them?
0: Oh, I meant like the the. Not a, not a chain in that regard, sorry. I meant more like what I was saying about the outlet outcroppings and ch- chaining my right, right, like right. uses. So you, the, you
1: have to you go up and yeah, land on something and like
0: do a, another Not one. like a combo where I can do some right, mad speed that... running trick and drop it in mid-air, which people probably <laughs> will find a way to do something like that, I am sure. Well, that's
1: what... When I'm using rockets, that's what I'm thinking, because that's what NASA does, right, is you drop a rocket and do the next one. (laughs) Yeah. But I could never figure out a way to do that in this game. (laughs) Well, I did see on... on I think there is,
2: like, a... a, I think it might have been patched out, like, in the game, but, like, there is, like, a rocket hop that people have been doing, and I think you attach. I don't fully understand it. I only saw it, like, in passing a little bit. I think it's, it's a combo of, like, doing the shield surf, like, hop, and having your having a rocket attached to one of your weapons, and it just basically floats you, not only upwards but forward at the same time. So it's like a really good way of getting around, like quickly. Yeah,
0: new people would find a way to break it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they talk about the kind of, um, of like a the multi-stage, uh, the multi-stage rocket you were on about, Luke. I, di- I did, see mm-hmm. somebody on Twitter that that somehow put this together, like, within the game's boundaries, like using like big bits of wood to like, break off and a rocket fires and it was actually like a full-on multi-stage rocket granted it didn't go to the stratosphere or anything it only went as far as what four or five rockets that's about as much as they could manage but it's just cool Cool to see people make something like that in the game right
1: yeah but yeah ultimately if you if you need to get up to like a high sky island turns out balloons are the more feasible way of doing it
2: or on one of the rocks (laughs)
1: <laughs> look, oh, usually I, the rocks don't go that high. go like, to the really, the really so high well, yeah. It just depends.
0: Um, fortunately, though, we don't need to build any multi-stage rockets for this shrine. Just no. uh, play about with a few rockets, and I suppose yeah. if you haven't had chance to see and them yeah, When as you're year, launching,
1: then... any of the times where you're launching a little, little cart along a rail or something with a rocket, the rockets are great fun. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Um but this Stepping shrine out oh god. Oh, we was it point was it something about the shrine still or
1: No 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 I was about to say we step out of this shrine. Yes. You basically you can see right in front of you the very familiar weird rock that marks the Rito village. Yes. And just below that, what appears to be a stable.
0: Yes. Now we had already been told and you've some NPCs have probably mentioned it along the way, if you spoke to them, for example, at the uh, Tabanfa the, the, the Stable or the um, the New Seren Stable. They might have mentioned about how the Rito Village Stable has gone out of business. They're struggling because of nobody visiting due to the, the weather, so the, uh, a newspaper has bought it over, um, which we've already met one of the reporters who invited us to visit. Um, and the newspaper hmm. is the Lucky Clover Gazette, which our newspaper named Podcast wish we knew about before naming
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're not quite newspaper name, we're a field report, it's a bit different. Yes, but yeah. That's a, if yeah, we'd yeah, known yeah. there was a literal newspaper in the game I probably would have called the podcast that
0: So out of our rivalry with this newspaper we'll not be covering any of the quests <laughs> that they have to
1: offer.
0: <laughs> Of course we will. Um, so yeah, the, the Lucky Clover Gazette. Um, and you, you pop down there and you'll meet the editor, Tracy, who I think is a brand new character to this game. I don't remember Tracy being in Breath of the Wild. I could be wrong. Um, if
1: she nope, was, I don't think she was a major
0: role. Apparently, um, Tracy gives, uh, ran something called the Rumour Mill. Um which is a, was a publication that she ran, and I think she was in Gerudo Town, trying to get rumours there. She would be around the uh-huh. world giving Link hints, and uh, and uh, yeah, she gets a bit offended if Link says, oh, I've not heard of the rumour mill. <laughs> so she's now said. actually got a, a successful newspaper because people are genuinely reading this across the stables you visit in the game. Um, called the Lucky Clover Gazette. and yeah,
1: She uh, scaled up her operation.
0: She has. She's got a reporter that works for her, the, the intrepid reporter Penn, who we met back at uh, Lookout Landing. Who is yes. uh, our big bird friend for this game.
1: <laughs> yep. Link's and, new himbo boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so,
1: yeah, Tracy. The main way... this quest. Okay, did go on.
0: I was going to say, Tracy, was, I spoke last time about how um, the, the painter didn't recognise Link, and a lot of mm. NBCs in the game don't. Tracy does right away. She's like, oh my god, it's Link. Um, and she asks about the... Uh, she, she asks Penn to give them... A, to give, uh, can you go into the back room for a second? Because she doesn't want Penn to know who you are, I guess, because she's yeah. a to hire you as a reporter, and doesn't want that Perhaps so I say, of course, anything. she's going to
2: remember you like she's like sees Link as her mortal enemy, like for not
0: believing in the rumor mill. <laughs> That's it. <Yeah. laughs> so she's like, I'm going to put him to work for revenge. Um, but no, there's actually a reason though behind why she's putting you to work because apparently um, Pura had asked her for um, help in finding uh, Zelda, and she's she's got Pen chasing up. Leads which are happening at stables all across the world um, about Zelda potentially being sighted, what's she up to, and uh, just to you know if that doesn't if that's not motivation enough for Link, she also offers you a full set of uh, armor to join in uh, the Froggy armor set, which uh, she does mention will help climb uh, tricky to climb surfaces like wet surfaces, so. Mm pretty attractive it well? <laughs> we'll get to that later maybe once i actually unlocked it. you need the full set right it still mm. isn't fully effective it's nah, not it's
2: still yeah. a bit disappointing
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah she 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 conned us to do her work for a substandard armor set
1: but because when when they were describing that armor set i was like ah oh, this is what breath of the wild players dreamed of
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why it's probably easy to rope you in because yeah, if you no pull long, Breath no of the Wild, no longer like
2: sitting in the wait for the rain to pass before you like climb l- something
0: in your hands. Absolutely, um, but really, that this was... should be motivational for Link, right? Like hearing about the princess and try to chase down the. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. For me, the whole Breath of the Wild, the rain climbing thing that everyone complained about, because I got Rivali's Gale as my first power up, it never bothered me.
0: Yeah, mm. fair, fair. I think for Valley's kill was my second to last. So right. <laughs> no, my last. Sorry. So um, yeah, I was quite miffed for most of the game.
1: <laughs> the way the Lucky Clover Gazette quest works is basically every stable in the game. You've now got one extra little side quest to do. That's right. Where you yes. and Pen will investigate some rumor or sighting or something with the princess.
0: Yeah, so you unlock Uh, the sort of umbrella quest, which is called Potential Princess Sightings. Um, And then, like you said, you've got the individual quests at each stable. Um, So
1: what we should take a little sidebar to do here is talk about the quests which are at the stables we've already been to. Yes. Because we're not likely to go back to them on our main journey.
0: Correct. So we've been to two or three i forget
1: there's two that we've definitely been to and then because i landed and immediately caught a horse and went to a stable uh, <laughs> we briefly touched on another one
0: okay well the one that we should if we're following the path that the podcast has been on and not looks bizarre adventures then uh, we should probably talk about the uh, new seren stable first right yes and the quest there is called the beast and the princess um, which uh, actually <laughs> reading about this year to finish this quest takes us incredibly far away <laughs> so I'm not sure if we're going to actually fully complete this but basically um, while we're there Penn he's been doing some leads he's been listening into his little birds he actually has a flock of birds that gather around them. Which yeah, is...
2: he always usually gets upset as well if you chase them away.
0: Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and he says there's been trips and warbles that uh, Princess Zelda was seen riding controlling a mountain of a beast and one with huge, brutal tusks. And um, there's been a number of sightings in the subtropical Faron region to, this, to the far south. Um, so immediately in my head it was worrying, thinking... Oh my god, Ganon. <laughs> Dark Beast <laughs> Ganon is back. <laughs> but um, is that one we're going to leave for later, do you think? Do yeah, because actually you actually you
1: go to a different stable to actually finally meet it, right?
0: Yes, that's right. I don't believe that stable actually has uh, a quest. Um, yeah, Pen,
1: I don't know if Pen shows up, it just has...
0: Pen, Pen is there, but only after you've met on that new Siren to right, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. go over so, to yeah, this it's... direction. Continuation of the same quest.
0: Yes, so um, more on that much later, probably. <laughs> um, but one that we probably can speak about and go through is the Snowfield staple quest, mm. which is called Zelda's Golden Horse. And, uh,
1: so, your- I put this one off for a long time mm. because ba- the gist of it is one of the horses has run away, and I can't go and get it because there's a gliok
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So my preferred method of finishing this quest was to kill the gliok and then go and find the horse. I think what the game wants you to do is to try and find the horse and sneak it past the gliok before you're ready to actually fight it, yeah. yeah, which is probably a very cool, tense experience.
2: Yeah, because I came up to like this region kind of late, like, I actually... Found the golden horse first, mm. before I had activated like the quest. So I was like, "Oh, cool! There's a there's a golden horse. Let me catch it." <laughs> and I was like trotting all the way back, and I was like, "Oh, trying to be a stable nearby, surely." And lo and behold, the one and done. Quest line nice. <laughs> like where it activates, and then it's like complete. Yep, lovely stuff.
0: Um. I think I think I did come back to this later, which you say that, you know, maybe you're meant to sneak bastard and I guess potentially. However, I'd imagine a lot of players came the same route we did to Rito Village to get to the Lucky Clover Gazette. They might not go back to that stable right away. You know, they'll maybe do the main quest and so on. So they might yeah. Maybe they are kind of saying there's a Gleok. It gives you the choice at least, right? To take on mm. the Gleok and and have that thrilling battle, and have an easier, you know, jaunt back to the stable with the with the golden horse. But um, I'd be curious to know if anybody out there has snuck their way in, you know, how tense they felt trotting a beloved horse. Um, back
2: well, to the I, I just lucked out, like, really, and when I found it, before, like, obviously activating the quest, because it was, the Gleog was a good distance away.
0: Yeah, because it kind of goes in a loop, like a sort of big circle, mm-hmm. right? Like flying around,
2: and I just like purposely kind of I then capture the horse like right away, and it was like running away from me, like constantly. I was just trying to like herd it, like to the like, towards the south, away from the Glioc, so like make this an
0: easier catch. So I think this is, it's almost like a spiritual sequel. This quest to. There's one
1: in Breath of the Wild, if you remember. Yeah, um, well, I've, I mean, I've still got that horse. The, the white kit. horse, yeah. yeah. I think
0: I do as well. You yeah, know, that's... yeah. Of course I do. I named it Shadowfax. Of
1: course I do. <laughs> Mine's <laughs> um, called Caramac.
0: Haramac. Caramac? Caramac. Caramac, like the chocolate bar,
1: yes. Yeah, because it's the same sort of colour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But this yeah, this one I called... Golden Wind, because my girlfriend is a big JoJo fan. <laughs> <laughs> just called
2: it, it Goldie. <laughs> nice and easy.
0: I think I named it after Zelda's dad. <laughs> I don't know what that says about Link or me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> so
1: Is it just that you go to Zelda? Hey, Zelda, Zelda, I'm riding your dad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Feels like the sort of humor that CDI Link might pull out, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, because the original quest, you go to um that that kind of horse shrine, the, the kind of the near Saffula Hill, I think it is. It's like a kind of a statue mm-hmm. area, and the horse is grazing around there. Um, that's the the white horse from Breath of the Wild, and this is a lovely golden horse. But it does say that the um. The horse um, you know immediately takes a link, so I presume Link and Zelda may have my head canon is they may have ridden together so the horse was familiar with Link and that's why it mm. you know bonded to Link quite easily and why you're why you're allowed to keep the horse rather than just stabling it up and you know, never seeing it again. Yep. But yes. Um, do you want to do any more of the...
1: No, so we'll, as from now on, as we hit stables, we can mention the pen quest oh, yeah. when we get there. So that's cool. Yes,
0: so far, no sign of Zelda. Just her horse. So... <laughs> not a good start to our investigation.
1: No. Um, so when we're arriving here at this stage in the game, uh, we've got some pretty nasty weather to be dealing with.
0: Yeah, it's
1: basically it's... since we got up to Tabantha, right, it's like a permanent blizzard.
0: Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, and I came. So I, I mentioned this in the last episode. I came the other way around, um, mm. to to Rito Village, kind of following the ro- still following the road, but coming past um, like the Tabantha Great Bridge, crossing the canyon, um. So, still went to New Seren stable, but rather than going north, I went south from there. And then that's the road I followed. And there's a you, you, I think you get more of a sign of the the weather's impact taking that road because they mention, um, like, you see, like, the the, the bridges are taken out. You you come across some travelers that are like, yeah, there's no way we're getting food to Rito Village in this weather. so you do get more of a sense of the, the weather's really impacting this region. Um ah, like the south stuff. of
2: like the Rito villages at like the Tabata frontier you're on about.
0: Uh yeah, so like the the road going round to the south yeah, that yeah, um yeah, yeah that, that That's the way but, I came approached
2: as well. Because mm-hmm. like this was my
0: second main quest. Um But yeah, so but obviously if the the main bridge to Rito Village is is it still out or is it It's out, yeah.
1: When you arrive now, yes, it is out. Uh, so how did everyone get to Rito Village?
0: I think I can't remember. <laughs>
1: so ah. right right yes. nearby is where they I... introduce you to the Hillian pine cones.
0: Yes, yeah. I was about to say yes, I'll let on you go.
1: So, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of trees which have been felled around the um, Lucky Clover. Maybe that's how they got the wood to build it. I don't know. Um, but they say they have on the floor these Helium Pine Clones, which were new. They were not in Breath of the Wild. And I think there's an NPC sat outside uh, by there the is. fire. And he's saying, like, oh, I tried to by cook my bench. dinner and I used I used a pillion, Helium Pine Cone for... Uh, kindling and it blew up in my face
0: <laughs> yeah he talks about how um, he's like I had some papers nearby me and they've blown everywhere Trace is going to kill me
1: <laughs> Like, <laughs>
0: oh, what's that? why did this happen what are these things but um, naturally that puts uh, some light bulbs probably go off in your head at that point thinking hmm I could use this
1: so yeah these guys you light them and they just make an instant updraft yes uh, so yeah, you were talking about... man's Gale. <laughs> Yeah, you're talking about rockets yeah. being Rivali's no, Gale.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. Cause I, that's how I got to to Rio Village. You're spot on. I, I was trying to remember and then, yeah. 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 Um, I used those to kind of go over to the islands and then get to the, yeah, the you main like, island.
1: Hop, hop to one island, light another one, hop to the next island, light another one, that's hop it. to the next island that you can get across to the Rito Village itself.
0: That's it, yes. We're uh, they're in a pretty... Uh, they're in a pretty sorry state. Yeah,
1: well, we're met with um, Some one of the coolest <laughs> musical moments in this game. Yeah. <laughs> where everyone banged on about the Rito Village theme tune in Breath of the Wild. Oh, Beautiful.
0: Like Just to take a moment, like, Wind Waker, that was... For years, my favourite Zelda game. It's, it was my first Zelda game I finished from start to finish. Um, mm. And I think with Zelda, I think it's a bit, especially a series where the first one you, is one you grow very, very attached to. But I, I love Waker, adore it. And hearing just that fantastic Dragon Re Island theme, but just made into this oh, almost melancholic, but just really soothing is, is definitely the, the correct... Um, adjective there. Just a soothing homely version of it for, for their village. Um, it, from Bre- that moment in Breath of the Wild I'll never forget. And What they do with this theme here and later, we'll definitely get to that later, is, is brilliant. They really they take this theme for a big ride and uh, I think this game especially really drove... I, I never agreed with this complaint from the first game. Th- the complaint that People thought, oh, the music in The Breath of the Wild, it's, it's nothing compared to the past games. I was like, ah, mm. no, that's that's wrong. It's a diff- different vibe, you're, but it's still good. This game, if anybody raises that complaint, I'm like, now you're just actually wrong. There's no way you can possibly think that. Oh, And yeah, yeah the moment they do here is fantastic, and I'll, I'll let you take it away again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like this really cold, haunting version of the theme as you're mm. walking into this completely snow covered village. Um okay, second much and we get one each, I think, we each get one. It really reminded me of walking over the bridge into the painted world in Dark Souls right. One. Yep. <laughs> Literally <laughs> a broken
2: number <laughs> two of the episode.
1: You know But yeah, a broken bridge onto a snowy plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where- it is beautiful, but at the same time, like tragic.
0: Yeah, melancholic melancholic is definitely a phrase to use for this version. But oh, yeah, like, that's
1: why yeah, when you when you mentioned the previous one had like a sense of melancholy, I was like, Well I'll yeah, never uh, hear that one as melancholy again, I don't think.
0: No, no, not 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 that this version exists, definitely. It's 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 just a, a more a relaxing
1: Yeah, like home, yeah. home was the, Ho- the home word that living, always yeah. came to mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whereas this one it's it's a it's a home where the lights have gone out and it's cold. And as we as we find as we kind of go up the village, a lot of people are out trying to gather supplies to just survive. Like so they are struggling.
1: We get into the village and it's just children, right? Yeah, it's it's
0: just the kids. And I think the chief
1: is here. I want to see. I don't think even he is here when you he mm-hmm. arrive. I think it's literally just children. Um, so I had a thought of where I thought the story was going to go at this point. Right. My assumption was that because they're talking about like, oh, there's not enough food. The adults have gone to try and find food. You know, it's such a disaster. I thought the adults had all just flown away and sacrificed themselves so the kids could live. Oh, wow. That is, <laughs> that is dark. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a like a uh, I'm going for a walk. I maybe sometime situation. Oh,
0: no. I don't like that. Well, I'm
1: glad I'm glad I turned out to be incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> hang on, son. You went out for a
2: out for a some a pint of milk and some cigarettes. Um, but,
1: I thought we were yeah, going to find a have... cave where they're all just huddled and frozen and dead.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um but yeah when they first uh when you first arrive in the village there um it's just it's the kids that are there and they are singing a song um which is called the song of the stormwind Ark. um which i guess i'll just read because you may have forgotten it if you have. it's been a while since you've played it which is a once a god fell from heaven, stilling the Hebra winds. The heavens grew lifeless, just as the air below thinned. With the world in upheaval, we pledged to help the Lord. A line of ships soaring, built as a passage skyward. The god ascended to heaven, leaving behind an ark. Its wind, br- its winds brought us new life, thanks to its great divine spark. So we get this this legend, um, which. You know, the reason they're singing that is, well, the first half of that is quite uh, quite fitting for them right now. With yes. the thin air and the very cold weather.
1: There was a tweet going around from... Um... I've forgotten her last name, but Holly, who used to do a podcast with Kate from last week. Okay. And her the tweet was, every song, every village that Link goes to, they're like, oh, we have an ancient song. No one knows what it means. It goes, press A to use your attacks. <laughs> <laughs> and this I is rent- a case. I, yeah. Of I, I saw that Link tweet. showing up. <laughs> but, oh, here's our ancient song. It's telling you the next thing to do in the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a bit more cryptic but yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. this this one
1: is (laughs) it also does make sense they have a legend of something that happened before and it is now relevant again Mm -hmm. Um, which we will encounter maybe a few more times in this (laughs) game perhaps (laughs) it's kind of funny in the first game we had the four divine beasts where there was a specific reason why all four regions had a similar quest Whereas this time, just all four happened to have a different ancient forgotten <laughs> temple thing where the sage might have once visited.
0: It's very fortunate. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, you know, we were all complaining we wanted more variety in the aesthetics and stuff in the dungeons. I, yeah, so yeah, exactly. I can't exactly. actually complain.
0: Um. So, yeah, the kids sing that song and then they all trot off to um run the shops that their parents run because yes. their parents were n- no longer there so
1: yeah so we have the inn we have the general store and then for whatever reason I didn't go around the next corner and find out that there's also an armor shop that yeah. <laughs> yes. oh,
0: uh, definitely... that's not
1: even I don't even know if that's correct maybe I went right past it and maybe I did it in the wrong order but mm. um yeah so I I only had the... Which one do you get on the Great Sky Island? Is it the trousers or the shirt?
2: Trousers. Yeah, trousers, yeah.
1: So I only had the trousers, so I couldn't get to full cold resistance. Oh dear.
0: Yeah. Um, I, so uh... I
1: was I was chugging down curries and potions during <laughs> the touching.
0: I uh yeah, bought myself the headpiece here and never looked back. hmm Um but there's a couple of quests which I presume you can do after you complete the main quest for this area, but they feel best suited for now that the kids give you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the general store, um, the the kid that's running that says, um, you know, we're uh, we're all we're all feeling pretty pretty low. I'd like to try and cheer everybody up and and feed people. Um, with a, with a lovely fish pie, but uh, and I've got the ingredients for everything, but I don't have the fish because due to the blizzard, I can't get down to catch any. Could you do it for me? So um, she'll ask for some Staminoca bass and uh, she'll just point out where you could probably get them in a, in a pond nearby Rito village. But you're, uh, yeah, you're definitely going to need some cold resistance if you're dipping in the water, that is for mm. sure but uh even with
1: full cold resistance icy water can damage you it's like a separate yeah sorry that's right yeah i think
0: yeah so i think she mentions you know they might go down river and it's kind of encouraging you to go wandering so um yeah you might end up traverting off and finding some stamina cabas but if you uh if you do um if you do that i think she gives you some ice attack food which is appropriate Mm. she's now got a fish pie to cheer everybody up which is you know you gotta help the kids out and then in the um i think near the armor shop um they're actually thinking about defending the village which is um also quite sad unto itself and apparently the 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 kid's dad is a fletcher in rito village and is talking about using ice fruit to freeze Mm -hmm. monsters and um she's looking for basically any material that gives ice effect so ice fruit may be one which you may have found if you have been in the tabanfa snowfield or such yeah there's
1: plenty so yeah um i don't think we mentioned it specifically it's another item which has been added to basically replace having ice arrows
0: yes yes um all we need to say on that. <laughs> um, but you, you you can also use, um, like, quite choo choo jelly can suffice for this. Yeah. I presume she'd also accept, like, ice key swings and stuff like that, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. But um, she mentions if you hadn't figured out what the ice fruit is, like, oh, if you attach a an arrow, you could use that to freeze monsters. <laughs> and she gives you some arrows as a reward, um, which, there you go. Um, but again, it's a big joke. She's having to both this and the other quest. It's a little bit of a world building, I suppose, in a way. Like It's kind of just painting a picture about things are so dire that the kids are actually thinking about feeding and hunting now mm-hmm. because their parents are away for so long just trying to collect supplies and are out so often. Um, mm. So it is sad as well.
1: But yeah. I was thinking, this is a complete tangent, by the way, with the different races in Hyrule, you've kind of got like the Zora are like elves, the Goron are like dwarves. Obviously, the Hylians are just the humans, and then maybe the uh, the Koroks are something like a hobbit. Yeah, Rito are completely their own thing. They don't really fit into a a standard fantasy trope for me.
0: Yeah, they're they're very. The they're kind of hunter gatherers, right? That's my kind Mm. of reading of them there. Like you know, living in the mountains, living from the fish and the land. You know, they they use bows and arrows as their primary primary weapons. Um yeah, I guess
1: they've got much less of a built up city than the others do.
0: Yeah. So I guess maybe Rangers (laughs) from if you're watching the Lord of the Rings comparison, that's maybe the closest comparison, but yeah, they're definitely their own thing. Um, it's got to have obviously, they're fairly
2: new, right? Like, you mentioned Wind Waker, and that's, like, where like mm. that kind of species kind of started, really. So it's a fairly new thing in the Zelda series.
1: Well, yeah. It's still, yeah, and it wasn't until Breath of the Wild you had Rito and Zora side by side. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right, because in Wind Waker, are they not meant to have evolved from the Zora?
1: Yeah, basically, because... For some reason, the Zora couldn't live in a world which has way more water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I
1: don't don't think I'm the first person to make that observation, but it's weird.
0: No, but (laughs) it's funny. Um, I don't feel they had their their own major sort of... Their identity is obviously totally different going from Wind Waker to to yes. uh, to this. Like Wind Waker there were postmen that lived in a volcano. <laughs> yeah. That were that worshiped a dragon? Like <laughs> uh, it's a bit confusing. <laughs> but this they have more of a more of a core identity that's easier to follow I feel.
1: Postman Pat Postman Pat worships a serpent and lives in a volcano. <laughs>
0: I know, I went off the rails, mate.
1: Yep. <laughs> You're right, it just uh, doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Shall we talk about the shrine near the village?
1: Yes, so the shrine is really interestingly located. Um, in the previous game, the shrine was right at the top of the village... Which meant that it was convenient to warp there and then you could glide down to any part of the village. And at first, I thought, oh, this shrine is nowhere near as useful. But actually, just next to it is a little cave and you can ascend to the top of the village anytime you want.
0: Yes, that's right. So there's still. It's still convenient just within the the boundaries of Tears of the Kingdom, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a nice little. Um, I think we were talking about when we did our, one of our first episodes, like my brain hadn't adjusted to ascend yet, so I would always forget that it exists. It's like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's not easy to start thinking like, oh, I can go through any ceiling. Mm-hmm. I've definitely gone the other way now because I'll be walking around the actual real world and I'll see like an outcropping or I'll see like a balcony or something and think, oh, I could ascend up there. <laughs> so yeah, it has now completely rewritten my understanding of 3D space.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, we uh, have got the What's this one called? Gatakis cool? Shrine. Gatakis, yeah.
0: Also known as Ride the, the, the wind,
1: Yeah.
0: Um Very appropriate Train. for a Reto area, I think
2: area, a what? shrine, where you're just kind of getting use out of your paraglider for the most part.
0: That's it, yeah. Um, So there's like a constant... Am I right in saying there's like a wind effect? Pretty much constantly a constant updraft in this area?
2: Yeah, like yes. in the, like the latter half, like it's your like first area, you're just gonna over a, a very simple gap, round the corner, dodge the lasers on the wind gust, and then you go into a lower area, which is like constant Updraft, and you got to kind of make your way down by like breaking ice. Ah,
0: uh, that's right. Yeah. So there's like a fan um kind mm. of generating the winds down below that you kind of drop through a gap in the fan, and then this is a mechanic that might come up in a later place where you can fall and die through ice <laughs> or mm. things mm. such as ice. Um, and you then you open and yeah you go into another area where you can you have to oh
2: you just dive through it I like land try to land on it every time to like because you now you hop on the ice it breaks like yeah
0: kind of stages see so you, like you can you can actually kind of just just dive through, through. It. yeah oh. I didn't do that first I I do that hmm. now naturally for anything like this but at first I. It's kind of me being afraid again of damage, like I was in yeah. that laser frame yeah, as, as last like, episode. I didn't figure
2: it out until like the later part that we are going to get to, like, but yeah, like for the shrine, I was like, "How am I meant to do this?" Like just
0: slowly paraline down, but...
2: drop, and then like obviously. But when you've got the wind, you don't take as much damage. From yeah,
0: down. I, would, I would just shoot a fire arrow at it and it would break the ice. Mm. So you know, yeah, there's ways around it. But the real daredevils will have. Dove, well, Devon, Diven? Dove? Dove, right Dove. through this. Definitely not Devon. <laughs> <Divin. laughs> did you, uh, did you Devon, through this, like
1: I don't think I did, I th- because even the thing which I think you were alluding to just now that we can dive through, I didn't mm. realise I could dive through. Right, right fair, fair.
0: <laughs> um... Uh. This wind effect, the, the kind of constant updraft, is also something that we'll speak about later on in hmm. multiple areas, actually. Um, and, I, and this is—I would definitely recommend having done the shrine before getting to those areas, so you can kind of understand how you know you can kind of enter that skydiving set to move about, as well as using the paraglider. Yeah, I—I um,
1: um, I was really late. I started using that because you can like tap R when you're Mm. paragliding or falling to like because there are specific places where it gives you like the jump off prompt yes and then Link will do that diving animation that he did a lot right at the start of the game back in the Great Sky Mm. Island Um, but it took me a long time to realize there's a way to manually trigger that by doing um, yeah by tapping R in motion yeah, it's just um, of
2: game, right? Like if you're, especially play no HUD, it doesn't. Like if you have the HUD on in the early part, like it basically says "press R." Mm. to Skyrim.
0: I think was, I don't think I ever turned the button prompts off. I really should. Like I know the buttons by now. I just love the, how this game looks, looks with HUD. no HUD. You know? Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I played like the first tutorial parts like with the HUD on, but then I got to a point where like. Or what I can explore and point out way. But like, yeah. well,
1: infamously, I should have played the early tutorial <laughs> parts with the HUD on, but did not.
0: <laughs> wisdom before beauty, at first.
1: <laughs> yeah. But no, you know me, I ain't very wisdom, but I am very beauty.
0: that will do us for this episode. Um, Next time, we are going to be diving headfirst into the main quest for this region. At long last, our long journey to Beetle Village, we're actually making main story progress again. So, uh, we'll... we'll Dive, (laughs)
1: folkmen, (laughs) Dive!
0: Yeah, (laughs) love a bit of Brian Blessed. And... uh, (laughs) And if you love Brian Blessed and this podcast, what can the, where, where can you find more, Luke?
1: You can find more of this podcast um, on Twitter or Facebook or, I don't know, maybe we'll have threads or some nonsense at Hyrule Field Pod. Um, and you can go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius to help support this podcast, keep it online. Find the other podcasts, which uh, me and my friends create. You can hear Jay on the Game Game Show, a game show about games, I also do Films and Filth, a podcast about the best and worst films ad-rated by the users of IMDB, um, there's Luke Love Pokemon, which Jay is occasionally on, and there's various other podcasts there, uh, check them out if they seem like your cup of tea, and make sure you rate and review on iTunes, whatever, you know, we've got a little bit of a listener base, but we could have more, you know. You guys are not doing your best work, so I pull your fingers out.
0: <laughs> wow. A Different persona from the Loves Luke Pokemon where he says, I love you at the end of each episode.
1: So <laughs> these freeloaders are listening to this without paying a penny. Least they could do is <laughs> head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. It's honestly in insulting if they don't. I did, I did does Spotify have Spotify adverts there? yet? Adverts? Uh... Oh yeah, no, not, you know what I mean. Ratings. Reviews. Yes, it does. Yes.
0: Cool. Look, look, uh, this this podcast doesn't have enough reviews yet for a, a rating, but Luke Loves Pokemon is on a 4.6 on Spotify, so
1: there you go. Sick. Yeah, Luke Loves Pokemon gets a lot of listeners on Spotify because I guess it makes sense because they're like five minutes long.
0: Yeah. And, Jas, what are your sage words of advice for this week?
2: I think I'm just going to echo what Luke was saying there and, and say, don't be a freeloader.
1: <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> well,
0: I appreciate you, listeners. Thanks for listening.
2: <laughs> Zapow! <laughs> Cheerio!